I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics from personal stories to hot button issues. We cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Awkward Sex and the City with your hostess with the mostest me natalie wall um natalie page wall i don't know why i said my middle name who cares who cares um this is a solo episode um about health all the health where to start past couple months have been very interesting a lot of doctor's appointments a lot of doctor's appointments and i had mentioned it previously about I feel like I'm being like very ominous. I'm so far, I'm fine. Let me just start with that. Back in August, I found I did a breast check. <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen the motion I did with my hands when I said check. Um, and I found something. I found a lump. And so I went to the doctors and they were like, it's probably nothing. But let's go get a mammogram and an ultrasound. And I scheduled that with the breast center. And same thing. They were like, it's probably nothing. And get the mammogram. Mammograms are weird. They're not as painful as I'd been told they would be. And I've got like pretty dense boobs. I've got big boobs. So they do get, they get a little squished. There's a lot of instructions when you get your mammogram. It's very weird. They're like arm up, butt not out, <laughs> feet forward, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, now this, and you can't breathe when they take the picture. They're like, stop breathing now. And now you can breathe. And you're just like, oh, okay. And then the ultrasound, which is exactly what you think it'd be. It's like what they would do on your on your tummy if you were having a baby and they splooge. You're like, for for the people with penises listening to this um, episode, 
Um, Because when I explained it to Aaron, he didn't know this. When people with uteruses go to get um, like a pap smear, you are given like a gown, right? I don't know if y'all for like prostate exams have to do this. So if you do a pap smear, they're also going to do a breast check. So you get fully fucking naked, right? And they give you the gown. And you actually wear the gown backwards uh, for that, you know, easy access. So like your back is covered, but you're fully exposed in the front and it's a very weird experience. And so basically like, so you're like sprawled out on like the chair for a pap smear and for an ultrasound on your boobs and they splooge the shit um, on your tits and you have to put your arms up a certain way so that your boobs uh, like lie a certain way and then they're just kind of like going all around and it does it's not too cold and it doesn't feel that weird but my favorite was <laughs> after the technician did like her first round on both boobs she just like hands me a uh, tissue paper towel whatever you want to call it and she's like you can clean up now but the doctor is gonna put more on you and she like put it on me like past men in my life who have like splooged on my body and have been like here clean up and it's like no 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 girl you made this mess like you clean it up um but it yes you clean up and it's weird and then like the doctor came in which should have been a bad sign right like the doctor had to go do literally the same thing like they went through it and she's like mumbling under her breast and they're they're rechecking the spot that I initially came in for and they're like where is it show us we can't nothing's popping up on the ultrasound right which is great it was just a fatty tissue awesome cool nothing to worry about but then the doctor was like but I'm really glad you came in and I was like oh okay and they were like we found something in both boobs could be nothing, but we know for sure it's not a cyst. And I was like, how do you know it's not a cyst? And they're, like, they're just like, we just know. We know it's not a cyst. We don't know what's behind this mass. <laughs> and that's a great thing to hear from a doctor. And they're just like, we want to do biopsies on both boobs. And I definitely wasn't expecting that news. And so it definitely like crushed me that day. And I'd done it. It was like a Saturday morning and we were going to the beach with friends and I had a breakdown with Aaron and he's like, whatever you want to do, like we don't have to go to the beach. I just whatever. And I was like, all right, uh, I want to go to the beach. I still want to go to the beach. And the thing about me, which I've always been like very happy about is like, I don't really unless like I'm at, my, I'm at my worst I don't really hold like my emotions in like I feel them immediately and so it's really intense at first I think it can be scary to watch like you'll just see me like break the fuck down and then like in 30 minutes I'm like all right I got all my emotions out here's how I'm feeling and this is like and now this is like the plan quote unquote and that's exactly what happened is like I broke down with Aaron I was like I'm super scared like what does this mean what does this mean, you know, for trying to get pregnant years down the road, et cetera, et cetera? You know, I might not be able to breastfeed now. Like, I might lose my boobs. And that wasn't something that I thought I would have to say at 33, you know, the Jesus year. Um, and I think that's what's been really eye-opening for me this year of just, like, not keep your shit in check, but, like, check check your shit. <laughs> check your shit. Check under the hood um, immediately. If you're in your 20s, if you're in your 30s, do it. And like, I know with health insurance, they're usually like, they're not going to give you a mammogram at 40. They're not going to cover it. But if you find something, they most likely will. So it's like, why not just fucking like find out, you know? And I think I have a very bad habit and definitely when I was younger, I had a very bad habit of um, ignoring 
ignoring and or not doing the thing that I should do uh, to make sure my health is okay. And to in with like zero hyperbole, like zero exaggeration, there are two times doctors have been like, you let this get too far, like you could die. MRSA and a raging kidney infection from a UTI that could have both could have easily been stopped with antibiotics and going to the doctor, right? Both times also though, I didn't have health insurance. No, no, no. Marissa, I did have health insurance because I was still my parents. I was just a dumb fucking 19-year-old though. But the doctor literally was like, you could die. You could die. This is how bad this infection's gotten. And yet I still did not learn my lesson until my 20s, I think. I think it was the UTI. I think it was 23 when I got that like kidney infection that was really bad. And I was like, oh, it's time to like start listening to your body a little more. That being said though, I still didn't do the best job because it's been years since all these things that I'm getting done these past couple months. Anywho, so having the biopsies, doing a lot of, Aaron, can you take the trash out? Like, I might have breast cancer, um, which I'm not going to lie, it worked pretty well. Can you do this chore? I might have breast cancer. Uh, can you wash the dishes? Like, I might have breast cancer. And Aaron's been, you know, great. It's a rock, I guess, because we also had a weight. Um, I think the mammogram was on the 2nd of October and then the biopsy was the 22nd. So I had to wait like a little bit over two weeks, which like not the worst, but also like what the fuck. Um, and then so I get the biopsies and everyone's tone in the breast center changes when you're in there for biopsies. Like it's everything's very serious. They're going through the whole like what the process is going to be, what you can or cannot do. Like you couldn't exercise for 72 hours. And I was like, not like I was before um, to begin with, even though I had told myself like, cause the, <laughs> the appointment itself was like a little bit later in the, in the morning. So I was like, all right, work out and then like go. And I didn't sleep well, shocking. So I was like, all right, get the biopsy and then do like yoga when you get home. And then they're like, no, you cannot, you cannot. And I was like, I'll just take a bath like to relax afterwards. And they were like, you cannot, you cannot bathe. You cannot shower. I had to go to a, a wedding rehearsal uh, dinner that night. And I was like, I haven't washed my hair in like four fucking days. Um, really wish I'd known this before because I totally would have taken a shower before. But I just assumed I'd feel better taking it after. Um, and I washed my hair in the sink and it did not go well. Anywho. But afterward, like the whole the whole biopsy experience was fucking surreal. It was the day after Alec Baldwin had killed someone on set. There is like four or five nurses, technicians, doctors in the room while I'm getting the biopsies. Um, and they're just all so fucking casual. Like they did like one boob, they're going through it, you know, and you're literally, they're, you know, taking chunks of whatever it is out of you. And then you're literally getting tagged with a, a metal tracker, whatever you want to call it, ta metal tag for a couple of reasons. Um, one, if it is cancer, this way when they go to operate, the doctor knows exactly where it is, right? Um, two, it's also for the rest of your life, right? If it's benign, if it's nothing, they just want to watch it. I'm going to see if it grows, et cetera, et cetera. They're always going to track like these things, right? And then so you have to stand up. Remember, fully exposed. Well, waist up, you're fully exposed. You've got pants on in the gown that's like open in the front. And they start talking about Alec Baldwin. And they're like, do you think he feels bad? I don't know, man. Like, he's a character. He's, remember the shit with his daughter? And I'm just like, can I have you 
on your A game right now. Like, I just need a little bit more. And then I was also like, am I a part of this conversation? Should I be contributing? What is my role in this situation? And then like I sit back down, they're doing the second biopsy in the other boob. And I probably look scared because how could you not look like horrified throughout all this stuff? And they were like, Natalie, like, what do you, what do you do? Are you in school? Tell us. And I was like, well, I do. It's my day job. And then I am a comedian. And immediately I was like, no. And they were like, oh my God, tell us a joke. And I literally said out loud, there is a needle in my left tit. Um, you're not going to get my best material right now. And I also kind of want like your A game right now. And they were like, <laughs> that's so funny. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Um, they did have very hard opinions on Amy Schumer. <laughs> they don't like her. Um, then I told them about Tignataro and her like double mastectomy. And they're like, oh, well, look it up. I was like, yeah, you, uh, y'all definitely should. And then you have to like wait around. I can't remember why. But then the doctor leaves. He did the biopsy and he's like, best of luck to you. And then the nurse leaves and they're like, best of luck to you. And the technicians are like, may the odds forever be in your favor. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what the Like, what's going on? And then I realized it's because they don't know. They don't know what the results are yet. And they don't want to give you any false hope. Because I don't know if this is like this in all breast centers, but the one that I went into... Everything's there, right? It's MRIs, chemotherapy. Um, I think there were surgical rooms. Like shit happens in here. People get bad news here. And I realized that the first time I went in because the breast center was so calming. There is like standing waterfalls and like pictures of all of these gorgeous things left and right and flowers and trees. And I've never been into a doctor's office or hospital that's ever been that calming. And I was like, oh, right. This is because people get bad news here. People get life altering, possibly life ending news here. And while with biopsies, there is only a 20% chance that it's going to come back cancerous, still enough of a chance that it's like, it could be you. Long story short, I got the results pretty quickly, um, did not have to wait too long, got very drunk at a wedding rehearsal and a dinner, even though they were like, you shouldn't drink because it's going to like, you know, hurt the healing. Had a massive, massive bruise on my left tit. Like I never had a bruise that bad in my life. Looked like someone just like punched me in the boob with like a brick or something. And but yeah, they're like, don't drink. It's going to, you know, hurt the process of healing. And I was like, mm, that's adorable. I'm going to drink all night at this open bar. And I got very, very, very drunk. Um, but I had a great time. But oh my God, I feel like I'm like bearing the lead. Benign. Benign. Uh, it's called like Fibro Medina, Debrina. I don't even remember. But it's just like benign tumors in usually people in their 20s or 30s, usually people with uteruses in their 20 to 30s. And I'm in my 30s with a uterus. So that's fun. I still have to get a um, follow up though in six months, I think just mammogram, just to see just to see if it's, you know, grown, but it's not, it would not turn cancerous. I think a few types of benign tumors possibly can this one in particular does not. Uh, thank fucking God. So right, rush of relief. It's over. Burst into tears when I get the news. Um, and then I go and get my gyno. I finally, after five years, after getting my my um, IUD, 
which I got after Trump was elected because I did not know what was going to go on with my health insurance. And I was like, I'm not fucking around with this. Had not gotten a pap smear in five years. Not good. Recommended for my age is every three years. Um, If you're sexually active, I think it's every three years until like your 40s or 50s maybe even 60s, and then it turns into every five years. Um, If you're not sexually active, I don't think you have to worry or get it right away. Um, Again, I am not a medical professional. Please look that up. I do not want to be giving you incorrect information. But I remember my first pap smear, I don't think it was until I was like 21 or 22. And I was like, I know I'm super late. And she was like, well, you haven't been sexually active that long, so you're actually right on time. And I was like, awesome, cool. Um, I think it's like you need to start getting them once you're sexually active for sure, for sure. And of course, if you're dealing with anything else, like maybe like um, any pain, any possibly fibroids, cysts, things like that. So they can look into obviously go before even if you're not sexually active. Anywho, fun, right? And so I was like, awesome. Let's get this checked out. I let her know about like the mouth sores and like that it might be herpes. And she's like, well, okay, let's definitely check you for herpes and HPV. And I was like, totally love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, she does the pap smear, same thing where it's like, um, you know, the gown, um, the other way. So you're full exposed. She's like, things look good, et cetera, et cetera. We do an ultrasound to make sure the IUD is set in place. And also fun fact, y'all, if you, first off, if you have arena and you're hitting your five years, no matter what I say, still go to your gyno, still get it checked, still have them confirm this with you. But usually marinas are only for five years. They're now seeing that it can last for seven. Um, Because that's also part of the reason why I had gone is I was like, I need to figure this out. Like we need to figure out what birth control is for the next two years. um, If we're still not planning to have kids until two years from now, Um, which I think I've mentioned, I mean, Aaron are planning that in two years, you know, but also like humans plan, God laughs, you know, who fucking knows. And so I was like, awesome, great. Get, you know, the first round of results. Everything's normal. Awesome. Herpes. No. Yay. Um, Yeah. Remember when I thought I had herpes? I don't. They were like, no, blood tests are way more accurate. And they're like, yeah, you don't have herpes. So still don't know what the fuck is going on in my mouth. But then uh, this past Sunday, which just for you listening was just a couple days ago for me, um, recording this episode, I get a message from them and they're like, all right, here's the deal. And they didn't write it like this, but they were like, you have tested positive for one of the high risk strains of HPV, which is true. I have HPV strain 18. It's one of the ones that does cause cervical cancer. One of the ones that causes 70% of cervical cancers in people with, um, cervix. Um, so legit broke down broke down mostly just being so fucking tired. And I had a low-grade lesion in my cervix. I think it was called like um, LSIL, low-grade. Long story short, with pap smear results, I'm right in the middle. I'm not like with the smiley face, and I'm not with a super angry face with like the X's for eyes. I'm right in the middle. Did I realize that when I got the results? No, I was like, broke down. Aaron woke up because I was working. I work on Sundays and Aaron wakes up and I'm like in tears and he's like, what's going on? And I was like, Amy, I'm serving cancer. So that's fun. I'm nothing but not dramatic. But I mean, it's also like it is a possibility, but I had also gotten an ultrasound. I think I mentioned to check to make sure everything was okay where my marina was situated, which it was and nothing popped up on the ultrasound, no fibroids, nothing alarming. So Yesterday, yesterday I had to go in to get, have another procedure, 
it's called a collapse coloscopy coloscopy i literally said doctor was like i can't say it and she was like don't worry about it um where they basically just kind of take biopsies they took two biopsies of things they saw in the cervix and a pathologist will look at it and they'll let me know and i was just kind of like what does this mean like where am i um how scared should i be and she was like kind of in the middle like we've seen this before we'll have more results from the pathologist but from what it sounds like from what the doctor said it's like it it's not like a death sentence you know but it could have something i could have something precancerous something could be cancerous yeah i don't know i'm just kind of going from there and we'll see what happens and of course i will definitely let you guys know the results but the main reason I'm bringing this up is because you should definitely be doing breast exams. And you also, if you have not yet, get your HPV shot. Because unfortunately, I got my first one at 26, and then I'm pretty sure my health insurance lapsed, and I did not get the other two. And they do stop the high-risk strains. Um, HPV is a very misunderstood STD. It is an STD, and about 90% of people have it or have had it before. With HPV, a lot of times you'll have it for like one or two years and your body will shed it naturally. And so I was talking to her about that too. I was like, look, I've been with my partner for almost seven years. We are monogamous. Does that mean that this has been in me longer? And she was like, possibly. And I was like, does that mean that I should be worried that my body hasn't shed it yet? And she was like, we'll just have to wait and see. You know, it could be anything. Um, it could shed itself and it could not. So on top of getting the HPV shot, check to see if you have HPV, you know, especially if you're sexually active, especially if you have multiple partners. Um, it's not a bad test for people with uteruses. I was told though, because I was like, does my partner need to get tested? And she was like, no, he's he's got it. He's a carrier. And I was like, but should he get tested? This is a high risk strain. What does that mean for like penile cancers and things like that? And she was like, here's the thing. With a penis, it's a very uncomfortable test. It's like straight up your, your, your urethra. So she was like, just let him know he's got it. And I was like, okay. All right. Awesome. But get tested, even if you do have a penis, you're not sure, and get your HPV shot. Even if you're in your 30s, I've been told, because like they, they've requested the rounds from my pharmacist for me to start, that there's been more research done and that it is still, like, you don't have to be 26 like and, and younger. Um, you, can, it's, you can get it now. You can get it if you're older, is what I'm saying. And it's just, I just, these conversations are very important. Are they sexy? No. Are they awkward? Yes. Did I have to take a pregnancy test before this test yesterday? But I had taken a pregnancy test or urine sample pregnancy test last week. So I didn't think I had to. So I peed and had nothing to give them, like literal droplets. And the nurse like laughed to the receptionist when she saw the sample. And I was like, I'm sorry, that's me. I really apologize. But I thought I needed to empty my bladder because last time I needed to empty my bladder. And they were like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, I'll make it work. And I was also like, I got the test last week. Like, I wasn't pregnant then. Does that help? And they were like, no, we still need to know. Yeah, it's not fun, but it's important to talk about. And I just especially think like now, like just seeing my past habits and things like that, just how often I've been like, I'm young. I'm in my 30s. That's so young. Like, I don't need to be taking so many things so seriously. It's like, actually, you do. You need to take these seriously. You need to take your family history seriously. I'm getting a colonoscopy on Monday. I have been probed in literally every hole of my body at this point or will be. 
Um, but it's also my third colonoscopy because colon cancer runs in my fucking family and I take it very seriously. Um, I've always taken my gut health very seriously, except my friends are like, we've seen you eat. And it's like, yeah, but that's, it's, I still take it seriously. I had kombucha all day, every day. Um, get those probiotics. But I don't know. I just feel like more people need to be talking about it and learn from my mistakes. I do consider these mistakes. Not getting all three shots was a mistake. Did my mom yell at me? Yes. And I was like, cool. Damage has been done, ma. Like, let's, uh, let's focus. Um, not getting a pap smear every three years was a mistake, but it's a learning experience, right? I was told like that no matter what the results are, they, I will need to be following up with a pap smear, I think every six months for a little bit. So, you know, now I'm getting, you know, mammograms every six months and pap smears every six months. And I'm taking it very seriously now. And I just want other people to learn, you know, the procedure, if you have to get a coloscopy, um, again, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. It's not bad. Especially if I had an IUD insertion, it's nothing. They were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fucking fine. And you're like a little sore afterwards and like some brown goop comes out of you because they like have to put stuff to heal where they scrape for the biopsies. Sorry, I got distracted by the sound of my butt moving on the chair. It happens a lot. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Where is I going with that? Um, yeah, just get it checked out. Get get your holes checked out. Um it's good for you. It's good for everyone. And what is it they said in Girls with HPV, like the show Girls, they're like, all the cool girls do. But I'd also really would love to know that maybe I prevented someone from getting a high-risk strain. And who knows where I got it. I did ask. I was like, should I be like, you know, backtracking? And they're like, honestly, at this point, it would be too hard to figure out where it came from. And I was like, okay, less work for me. Um, But 
yeah, use condoms. Use protection, not just from unplanned births or birth control, but also condoms. And this is just a really good way to make sure you're having the best sex you possibly can. Healthy, consensual, sexy, hot fucking sex. And part of that is having these types of conversations and doing that type of research on your body. Research is not the right word, but check up on your body. Because don't Google. I Googled. Googled. I Googled everything. And I was like, God damn it, why did I Google? Listen to your doctors. Go to your doctors. Maybe even, like, don't, I mean, listen to me when I'm saying, like, get get a guy now. Go get pap smear. Go get your junk checked. Um, but again, I'm not a medical professional. Go talk to a medical professional. Do not go on Google. Do not go on WebMD, healthline.com. That one always gets me. And um, go from there. Learn more about your body. It's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. But I'm also honestly happier knowing. I am happier knowing that I have this high-risk strain of HPV. I am happier that I know that the fatty tissue is nothing to worry about and the tumors were benign. As scary as it was, as stressful as it was, I am happier knowing. I will be happier after the colonoscopy, no matter what the, no matter what the results are, because it's when you wait too late and you can't do anything. And I think that's what scares a lot of people is like, they're gonna get an answer and what does that mean? But the longer you wait, especially if you're having symptoms, the worst it could potentially be, and then you might not have any real options. So don't take your health for granted. Don't take your body for granted like I have done a thousand times. Um, wear condoms, get your paps, get your junk checked, and we will talk and have a much more fun episode. I promise, I promise, I promise next week. Okay, bye guys. Bye.